You're listening to a Fit Plus Love production. The most powerful pharmacy is not on the corner drugstore. It's in your brain. So we can dispense 30,000 different neurochemicals. So while we're sitting in front of that fire, the brain goes, hey, gut, why don't you make some acetylcholine because we're in this alpha state and we'll start to feel good. And it's the same thing that happens when you're in love. It's one of the, we have 54 different neurotransmitters. This is the main one that is produced in alpha. And then you start feeling good. Time is suspended. Basically you've drugged yourself by, with your, with your own neurochemistry, which your body loves instead of taking it from the outside. That was Dr. Patrick Porter. This is Marnie Salop. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Marnie on the Move. Each week, I will be inviting interesting, innovative movers and shakers to join me on the show and share their story. You will discover and hear from thought leaders, experts, influencers, and entrepreneurs from the worlds of wellness, sports, beauty, fitness, fashion, and more. Marnie on the Move will feature an eclectic mix of people I know, work with, and think are generally doing cool things. On each episode, I sync up with my guests about life, career, and training, and showcase their expertise and story. Hello, Marnie on the Move listeners. Welcome and welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Marnie Salop. Today on the podcast, I sync up with Dr. Patrick Porter a global pioneer in brainwave entrainment technology and founder of BrainTap Technologies. We are talking brain fitness, health, and how you can optimize your brain's peak potential and why this is so important. But first, shout out to our sponsors at Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is the ultra personalized nutrition platform that analyzes your blood, DNA, and lifestyle to help you optimize your body from the inside out. They are my go-to for understanding my inner health, looking at my blood levels, and getting great nutritional insight. Inside Tracker transforms your body's data into meaningful insights and a customized action plan of the science-backed recommendations you need to reach your goals. Take control of your health and wellness. Unlock the power of your potential. And use our code Cheers Marnie for 25% off. Now, back to our guest, Dr. Patrick Porter. Dr. Porter dials us in to the science behind his revolutionary concept of brain tapping, a unique and proprietary approach to guided meditation and a super easy way to relax, reboot, and revitalize by just optimizing your brain's potential. He shares how you can leverage the power of the BrainTap headsets and the thousands of sessions in a library of over 400 guided audio programs for stress reduction, difficulty sleeping, low energy, and focus. The neuroscience and research-backed programs have been proven to help people with autism, ADHD, ADD, dementia, insomnia, weight loss, and so much more. Dr. Porter and I sync up about all of the following incredible topics. The power of light therapy and healing capabilities of infrared on the brain. Understanding leaky brain and the gut-brain relationship and brain biome. We talk about getting rid of low-level chronic stress, identifying good stress versus bad stress, and learning to better shift gears in our nervous system. We talk about balancing your alpha and beta brain waves to enhance production of all of the necessary neurotransmitters needed for optimal function of the body and the mind. Dr. Porter shares how you can train your brain to go to different frequencies that mirror the ocean or the mountains. He shares how exercising the body is also exercising the brain and why brain tapping is really great for athletes and recovery. He also does a deep dive into the science and research behind how fast we can move the brain to upregulate the thriving brain or parasympathetic system and downregulate stress hormones like cortisol, 
or norepinephrine to get our brains in an optimum state. This is an incredibly eye-opening conversation and a game-changing product. The BrainTap headset and programs are amazing. It totally helped me jumpstart my journey into meditation. And huge thanks to Dr. Daryl Joffrey, who was a guest on the Marnie on the Move podcast, episode 153, for connecting us. If you like what you hear, leave us a review on Apple. It's easy and it's so important. Head over to the app wherever you listen. Click on the Marnie on the Move podcast. Scroll through all of our episodes. Click on five stars and then click on write a review and tell us what you love about this episode, about the podcast. We want to hear from you. Also, sign up for our newsletter, which is kicking off again this October 2021, the download. And feel free to share this conversation or any of our conversations with your social networks. Take a screenshot of the episode and post it in your stories, on your Facebook, on your LinkedIn. We appreciate all the social love. Now, on to my conversation with Dr. Patrick Porter. Tell me a little bit about BrainTap and where the inspiration for this very cool game-changing product and brand began. Well, my dad was a, my dad got help because he was a chronic alcoholic. So I like to say I was blessed to be the son of an alcoholic. So uh, he got help doing something called technology-driven meditation through Silva, which some of your listeners might know what the Silva method is. There's millions of people still doing it today. He was the, he, we grew up, actually, I made my first recording when I was 12 because he taught me how to create my own uh, affirmation tapes. They were cassettes, so some of the listeners might remember those. The, the, in the in, so the the history was I was using what they call GSR machines or galvanic skin response systems that are biofeedback. Back in the eighties, there was no neurofeedback. This was a totally new kind of place, and so I got I got involved with a group called Light and Sound Research. I didn't have the money to buy their device, so I thought, well, I'm going to go to work for them, and so I went to work for them as their researcher, and that's really how it all started. There. The our first portable light and sound machine was actually not a mistake, but it was a prototype, and we were running out of money as a company. So they said, "Hey, I said, make us make me some of those. I'll I'll sell them to my clients." And that's what started it all. And we just kept evolving it and using it, really because I wanted it. I wanted to have a way to continue to use the technology. And that was because you were trying to sort of manage what was going on in your mind and your head and your family and your personal life. So you were trying to find a way to mentally manage. Yeah. Well, earlier in my, earlier in my life, I was held back in second grade. So I, I have the perfect ADHD brain, <laughs> you know, that, that I, and I need to calm it down. And I knew that um, there was a time when, of course, they wanted to medicate everybody. And my mother was totally against medication. So she went for the nutrition route. We took all the white sugar out of our house, all the white flour, all the things people know to do today, but this was done in the 70s and 80s. And so I really didn't want to use that. When I found meditation in the form that we were doing, it would do the same thing. It would calm my brain. It would help me to focus. And, and then um, the, one of the neat things was when, when my, we were in Scottsdale and my dad was in Phoenix, uh, I was actually seeing more clients per day than he was using the light and sound because they could do it on their own. Like you're doing it at home. The, um, and so I was getting better results and here I was only two years out of school and he's, you know, 20 years experience. And he says, wow, there must be something to these, this light and sound device. So that's when we started including it into like things like Dr. Gerald's office and uh, Daryl's office and people like that, because we have it just helps them out with the brain-based solution. You've been a thought leader and pioneer in brainwave technology for over three decades. So that's kind of where this started. How has it evolved for you over the years? And what are some of the products that you've developed that are really leading the way or you know, the next wave of innovation in this space? Sure, sure. I mean, we started out, of course, with the devices that were hardwired programs, uh, that would do 10, maybe 15 sessions on the equipment itself. Then we had cassettes. So the evolution is, you know, cassettes to CDs, now digital. I really love that because it was painful to see all my CDs and 
cassettes ground up because nobody was buying them. The uh, but in the in the process of all that, what what we did was we we started recognizing how light therapy affects the brain. We didn't we couldn't evaluate that back in the the eighties and nineties, but now we have technology that actually shows how we can change or train brain waves. And also, what does the brain need? It needs ATP or mitochondrial energy uh, for those. It, so we live in an energy economy. So what we're looking at, we have a device now. It's a, it's a skull cap that links up with the brain tap so we can get uh, more energy into the brain. What we found is the, the evolution was how can we, it went from four different devices all mm-hmm. linked together, like people might remember modular stereos, you know, that's kind of what I tell it. So we had all these different wires. It was crazy in the office. So now we put it into one headset and that one headset, we were able to do some other things. And actually the evolution happened because we were working with autistic children. Uh, we have a doctor out of Orange County that works a lot with that the children on the spectrum. And we found out they were missing alpha, but these were autistic children. So their brain, they couldn't follow instructions the way you and I would do it. So what we did was we found out that if we put light in the ears and we had it pulsating at 197 Hertz frequency, which just happens to be a, a frequency that tells the nervous system to shut off a sympathetic overload or that what I like to call the survivor brain and turn on the parasympathetic or the thriving brain. So as you as as you think about it, uh, when we started playing around with it, we said, "Wow, th- if it's good enough for the this world of autism, why don't we do it for everyone? Because everyone can stand to get rid of that low level chronic stress." So the evolution now is everything's in one headset, and eventually we'll have the whole ball of wax in one headset, and we'll actually be doing. Um, measuring EEG while you sleep and training people to go back into deeper sleep. We have a, we have some, a lot of things in the works that um, probably they wouldn't want me to mention too much here because (laughs) we're always experimenting. In fact, here at our office, while we're doing this interview, we're doing another research project with the local school because we do a lot with children in the school systems to, to try to move the needle on uh, ADHD and ADD so they don't have to use drugs because we're finding that, I mean, some they're they're good for the parents, but they're not good for the kids. You know, they, they don't learn too well on those. Yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the science behind brain tap, because you mentioned the light therapy and the headsets and the different kind of waves of energy. Yeah. I like to tell people we're bridging the gap between what, what might be considered ancient traditions and modern technology, because everything we do was done in the past through some form of Maybe it was a shamanistic ritual or a, a tribal experience. So when you look at light, the reason we're using light is our brain actually through something called entrainment. This is a physics term. Everything in the universe is vibrating and teeming with energy. It's not still. It's not solid. 99.9% of reality is space. So what is in that space? We now know there's a saying in metaphysics where they say they're light beings, right? There's a, that's a big deal. But the reality is in science, we're proving that's true. You are a light being. You absorb light, you project light, you transmit light, you, your body is organized through what's called biophotons. So in the process of all of that, we're, when the brain tap is being used, the light is actually not only supplying energy to the cells, which we need, but it's also guiding the brain in, through these different brainwave states. So as, as we do that, that's the same, it's similar to if people out there meditating ever done a Jyoti meditation, which is a meditation where you look at a candle and as you're looking at that candle, you're breathing and just kind of moving the candle a little bit. And it teaches you to do deep breathing because you move the candle further and further away so you can get this in. But what the reality of that is they're using the candle as the focal point and the brain will mimic the frequency of the candle, which is 10 Hertz. So that has to be alpha. So if you've ever been in, in a romantic uh, situation where they had the fire going and, you know, everybody said, and you go, wow, this is so romantic. I feel good. That's really because the chemicals the brain produces, we're, we're very fortunate. Our, the most powerful pharmacy is not on the corner drugstore. It's in your brain. So we can dispense 30,000 different neurochemicals. So while we're sitting in front of that fire, the brain goes, Hey gut, why don't you make some acetylcholine because we're in this alpha state alpha alpha state and we'll start to feel good and it's the same thing that happens when you're in love it's one of the we have 54 different neurotransmitters but this is the main one that is produced in alpha and then you start feeling good time is 
spend it. Basically, you've drugged yourself by with your with your own neurochemistry, which your body loves instead of taking it from the outside. You know, the old expression, life, life starts when you break an egg from the inside, it dies when you break it from the outside. So with BrainTap, we're trying to get people to recognize that you have the power within you to transform your neurology. In this way, a lot of people might not know the term neuroplasticity, but in the in the process of what's going on now, back about 20 years ago, they realized, hey, this brain we have is not fixed. We can change the brain. So one of the biggest things we found is by using light, uh, we can take people on the dementia spectrum. In our, in our pilot study, which is now a bigger study, we're doing a bigger study with this, but our pilot study showed 49% neuroplastic change in six weeks. Really? These were people 55, wow. 65 years old. Yeah. So they, and then the, the biggest thing that I thought was that's big, but then the next thing was they have what they call a reorganization score, which means we all know people as they get older, they get angry and then they stay angry or upset all day. They can't seem to shake it. They can't shift gears in their nervous system. We, ha- we actually found out after that six weeks, they had a 58% improvement in neuro uh, association, which means from a traumatic event, they were able to go back to neutral 58% faster than before the training. So this is the key to the nervous system, something called heart rate variability. Yeah. You know, they, this, this actually measures, and a lot of people think, <clears throat> wow, uh, they might know somebody who had a heart attack and they go, I can't believe Fred had a heart attack. He's so calm, so relaxed. Well, he should have got upset. <laughs> because you have to, our heart works best if, like when we're working out. That's why working out is so good, exercising the brain, exercising the body. You got to get those periods of excitement and then you got to have that downtime. So, right. brain tab gives you a chance, and depending upon what you want to use it for. Let's right. say that you're a person that doesn't wake up too well in the morning, we would probably measure your brain and you'd be in a high delta state, which is unfortunate, but about 90% of the people we we scan over, and we scan about 30,000 people over the last 10 years, they're almost all in high delta, which means there's an old expression, right? The masses are asleep. Well, we proved it. They're all asleep. You know, and it's because our brains aren't waking up or we need to synthetically wake it up. Like, and I love coffee and things like that, but if you need coffee to survive your morning, then your nervous system isn't regulating appropriately. We need the electrical system to kick in, not the biological system. That's the backup. Think of your biological system as the backup. Like the like if you're in a hurricane area and you're getting a hurricane, you want that you want that backup system. But if you use that too much, you get adrenal fatigue and burnout, and the body burns out. But the electrical system, we have infinite energy. Maybe we can just rewind for a second because you were talking about ATP and how our bodies are these energy systems and how we need to stress them. And people hear the word stress and it can be very negative, but it can also be really positive. So talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I love people that say they don't want any stress. Then I go, you don't want to learn and grow and develop because we only learn, grow and develop through stress. I mean, sports are a use stress, right? That's a positive stress, but it's still stressful. You take some people that, let's say track, for instance, they can't get in the stutter blocks because they're so nervous. They keep shooting, jumping the gun or something. So in the, in the process, what we find is that you have to control your emotions. I tell people your nervous system should operate like an automatic transmission, like the new ones that have 10 different gears. So, you know, right. so you smoothly transition from, Hey, uh, and I love what, uh, one of my heroes is Parahansi Gananda in his book, Autobiography of Yogi. Yeah. You he see says, it behind me. Yeah. I thought that's what I saw there. Yeah. The, yeah, that's yeah, one of my favorite a, books. Yeah. Me too. I haven't read it in a long time, but I don't, I mean, I just remember reading it and thinking, wow, this stuff is just so out there, but I believe it. The things yeah. they talk about, the stories of levitating. Well, you have to come with me. The, the next visit to India, I've been promised to go to Babaji's cave. So uh, we'll see. I, I've been able to go to a lot of places in India and people taking me to different places because the so university cool. sponsored me there. Yeah. In the, but it, what Parahansa said in that book, actually, that you're, the autobiography yogi says, we should be more like children. When children get upset, they get angry, they cry, they get over it. When adults get upset and angry, they call their friends, they exacerbate it, they go to meetings, they get badges for it. They basically it becomes part of their personality instead of just getting over that that painful situation. Yeah. And that locks us into our nervous system. Like some people, they get up every morning and they're a pessimist. Well, that's going to shut down their immune system because there's something called psychoimmunology. Your psychology literally affects how your white marker cells are deployed in your system. So if you're upset, angry, stressed out, nervous, you're actually 
depressing your immune system. So that's why they say fake it till you make it. You got to be happy. That's why physiology, like people that aren't exercising, they'll start exercising. Their shoulders start going back. They start breathing, start having proper posture. Uh, breathing is the key, right? Uh, I mean, I wish it was something uh, different, but it's it, most people don't know how to breathe. I mean, if you sit with them, they hold their breath. Yeah. I mean, breathing is always pranayama breathing with yoga and using breath to calm your body or help with your mind. I mean, that is definitely, it's not so easy, like it sounds easy, but you really need to kind of, at least for me, I mean, yeah. you know, that's always been my sort of challenge in yoga. I'm good at all the physical stuff. And then when it comes to the mental stuff, it requires a lot from me to kind of just sit still and like focus on that. I get it. Yeah. So what we tell people with our doctors groups is we say, once you're done working with their neurology, you need to get them doing yoga Tai Chi or dancing, because you can't do either of those without dance. With our bodies are designed to move and breathe. Yeah. So when you think about yoga, it was designed to get them into a meditative state. So we need to. Our body holds all those memories. So as we're unlocking them through breathing and through yoga and or Tai Chi or even dancing, we're unlocking that the the wisdom of the body because it's being blocked by the pain receptors or whatever's going on there. And the nervous system exists, of course, all throughout the body, but 70% of it's in the brain. So if we can start from, if we can do both, we can do the physical and we can do the mental, you're going to see a, a massive change in brain function. And of course, eating is really important. Uh, yes. As we both know, a good friend, you know, you got to get them off their sugar because, uh, you know, type three diabetes is really a sugar problem. You know, when, when people are in what I'm talking about is dementia, you know, right. people don't realize how bad it's affecting their brain. So, you know, that's a, that's a key, a key indicator. For yeah. People. I mean, that is, you know, sugar is evil, but we are all <laughs> somewhat guilty of having some part of it in our lives, me included. We were talking about the headsets before, and I feel like I should go back to this because you brain tap uses this super cool, very next level proprietary algorithm based upon binaural beats, guided visualization, 10 cycle holographic music, and isochronic tones. I have been using the BrainTap headset and programs that you offer. How does all of this work together? Sure. Each of these, I should say, are very successful on their own. So it's not any one of them are bad, but what we found was, and I'm going to explain why we use each yeah. one and what we found in the lab. So first of all, we know that music is very therapeutic. I mean, if you're not feeling well, just put on some relaxing music in your brain will start to create that acetylcholine and GABA because as you dip into more theta, you'll, you'll produce more GABA, which is the one that allows you to dream and hallucinate. And when people go into their meditative states and they have those visions, they're producing a lot of GABA. Um, so 10 cycle music is so important. They've done studies. Actually, the studies are called the Mozart effect. So if you listen to, because his music was 10 cycle music or alpha music. So uh, when you listen to that, your brain just becomes smarter and it becomes smarter because our brain doesn't learn the way we learn in school. In fact, the way we learn in school, they now know has people when, before you go to school, you have a photographic memory. You, as soon as you start reading, you lose photographic memory, 99.999% of the people. Some people will still retain it, but we, we all possess a photographic memory and a didactic memory. The problem is the recall system. So what happens when we start to read, we, if the brain, one of the brains shuts down and the left, the left brain functions. It's not really a left or right brain anymore. That's kind of a misnomer, but the, we have this logical brain. And when we're reading that logical brain gets turned on and our creative mind gets shut down because we don't want to be making up words. We want to reason it out and think. But what we want to do is get the brain working together. So holographic music is really designed to balance the hemispheres, get the brain working together. If you're just off even a millisecond, you will have fear, frustration, and anxiety, and it will lead to dementia. And that's what we find with almost every brain disorder <clears throat> is the brain is not, the left hemisphere is moving slower than the right. Okay. So there, or the other way around, the right is moving. So it has to be balanced. So this music does it. Now, music alone is good, but our, our own thinking, you know, they say that if you go into, like, if you're a programmer and you go into program a computer, but you don't have any new information, why go in there? You're just programming what's already there. So we need to introduce new information. We now know that words, and music does this too, but words and just in general, 2,300 gene expressions get turned on 
or turned off depending upon the language we use. So if we use positive language, positive expression, anticipating something wonderful is happening instead of traumatic events and things like that, we literally turn on our best selves at the genetic level. Now, when we talked earlier about light, they in, in 2001, they said, hey, we mapped the gene D- we mapped the genes of the human body. No, they didn't. They mapped 1%. Could you imagine mapping the United States and only including 1% of the population? You couldn't do that. So what they, what the reason they couldn't map the other 99%, every 40 seconds, you are changing at a biological level. The cells of your body are changing every 40 seconds based on the food you consume, the people you talk with, the conversations you have, the attitude, the situation. Your body is so complex and it's changing all the time that they couldn't map it because it's always changing and it's changing with light, by those biophotons. So the other thing is that we also know the reason you can see me and I can see you is you are projecting your light. You're sharing your light. Even though it's over the internet right now, you're sharing your light. Those biophotons are being shared everywhere. And if I was in your presence, I would actually be on a cellular level being influenced by your cellular makeup. That's why it's so important who we hang out with, because we start, you know, we all have gangs we hang out with right in school or college or as we grad, as we move on with our life. We start using the same language. We start finishing other sentences. You know, we basically start acting as if we are sharing one mind. And the reality is we are because the underlying reality of all things is consciousness. So we know that there's something to this. We just don't know what it is. So all of these different things help us tap into it. So why do we use isochronic tones? Our planet, if you and I were on a spaceship, Marnie, and we were flying toward Earth, and Daryl's driving, and he's taking <laughs> us to Earth, and, he's, and we, look at, we look at the planet, the planet's going to vibrate at a certain frequency. It's going to vibrate between 0.01 and 100. Now, the only other thing that we know that does that in the known universe, in all mammals, is the brain. Our brain will harmonize with its environment. So when you look at a group, when most people have an image of somebody meditating. They have an image of a guru sitting on a mountaintop, doing their breath work, meditating. Now that guru is sitting in an isochronic tone generator called a mountain. That mountain is resonating to a frequency of 7.8 Hertz. That happens to be the Schumann frequency or the earth frequency. That's kind of like the baseline frequency of the planet. Okay. And we know, we know that in our brain is GABA. So it produces GABA. So if you really want to get it there, basically, and then they go into a cave and do it. Now you're talking, when I was in the cave with one of the Ricci's got enlightenment, I could feel the energy in there. It was awesome. And the Ganges were, I could hear them roaring outside. I could see why I'm sitting there going. And then of course, a busload of people came, but the, but when when it was just my wife and I and, and a friend of ours, Terry, it was so peaceful. I'm thinking, wow, I could see how they could hang out here for days at a time, you know, and lose themselves in there because the frequency you could just feel it. It was it was something. Now, if if we go to the ocean, remember we're going to generate 10 hertz frequency. That's because the body of water of the ocean it resonates just like the fire. 10 hertz frequency. So we're going to, so wherever we're at on the planet, we're going to match that. So what we're going to do is we're going to synthesize or we're going to trick the brain really, because we're going to train it to go into those through frequency response, because everything we perceive in the world through our senses is not real. In fact, we take in 25,000 pieces of information through our ears all the time, every second of every minute of every hour of every day, whether we're awake or asleep, our brain is processing. That's why when we're sleeping and something happens, we wait. If you're a mother and your baby cries three doors down, you hear it because your reticular activator is alert. Now, our brain filters out almost all of that information. In fact, we only act on about 40 pieces of information. So we need to set up a very specific piece of information because the brain loves patterns. So in the background, we have this isochronic tones, which are a a mathematical equation that the brain's trying to solve. We have binaural beats, which for those that don't know binaural beats, it's by because it's two. We're going to put a signal in one ear. Let's say we want to create alpha, which is 10 hertz frequency. We'd put 200 hertz in one ear, 210 in the other. The brain doesn't hear either of those. The brain hears a phantom sound of 10 hertz. Okay. Now, when all of these are going together, the reason we have them all is not everybody has perfect hearing. Just like not everybody has perfect pitch, right? If you're going to sing, uh, you wouldn't want to hear me in the shower, right? So do you, but certain people do, right? They hear a song, boom, it's right there. So what we found out was when we layered these three different kinds of music, and then we put in the social PGO and the Noje frequency, we could measure in real time 
which is kind of neat now because we can do that. That's what we're doing today. We're doing 45 minute brain scans on 10 different individuals to, and we're doing a live reading of scans to show. Yeah. So we do this all the time. How can, how fast can we move the brain? So what we do in a 20 minute session, just as an example, we're going to mimic a cycle of sleep that usually would take you three to four hours and your brain's going to upregulate your parasympathetic system or your thriving brain. It's going to downregulate all those stress hormones like cortisol and uh, neuropronephrine and all those things so that you can, your brain and body are now in an optimum state. And what we found is that what you see on the internet, like you go there and they go, this is a noje frequency, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, in, in most cases, it'll only work three to four times for the user because once the brain hears that message and figures it out, it's like those other 25,000 pieces of information. It's just wallpaper now. So that's why we have thousands of sessions yeah. because we want you to do different ones. And if you mix it up, what'll happen is the brain will never learn it but it will keep trying to, so every one of our sessions are a little different to create that neuroplastic. We, we call it brain fitness, just like in the seventies. For those yeah. who remember when Arnold Schwarzenegger came here, it was physical fitness. We think that 2020s are now mental fitness, that we're going to have brain fitness now because we need to exercise our brain more than we're doing. You feel like 2021 is the, the era of mental fitness, mental strength, mental sanity, <laughs> and all of those things. Even it's neuroprotective, we now know. We're doing a study right now with the U.S. Olympic uh, snowboarders with a group called Wabi. And we're, we're the whole trial, right now it's still going really well. We don't have the final results. But we're trying to show that if you do this practice, can we protect the brain against injury? Because there's this, what they call CTEs in sports, right? Those are the, the small bumps that happen over and over again. Right, they say fall. those are yeah. worse than the major ones. So we're showing right now some really good promise. And we also have some great recovery uh, we work with a lot of athletes for recovery time because once we stress out the body, we need to, we need downregulate, you know, so it's like physical exercise is really good for us, but if we just do physical exercise, we'll burn out. So that's why, you know, it's good to do some kind of downtime training as well. And you were talking about light earlier and frequencies and how that works with your brain. But one thing I wanted to ask you about was one observation that I've made there is like a markable difference in my mood when I am outside in the sun and just taking in all the sights and the greener it is, the more calm I feel. I've never really been able to articulate what it is, but I always say there's just such a huge difference. I can feel it in my energy, in my mood. Yeah, those are two very important things. I mean, when we, every cell of our body has something called chromoforms. These chromoforms are like little batteries and their whole job is to absorb energy. Now we absorb, we think we get our energy from our food, but that's only a small percentage of it. Right. We get energy from the air, you know, with pranic energy and that as well. But in the, the lights that are in our home are only like 1% of what the sun is. So we can never get it as bright, you know, when you go outside and our body needs that full spectrum light that our sun is giving. In fact, the Indians, what you might find interesting is when I go, when I went there, Dr. Vivek Sharma, who heads up the physiology department for Ames Institute, he was giving a talk and he was talking about how the Vedas talk about the light from the sun between the hours of 3.30 and 6 in the morning. These, that's when infrared is most prevalent. And we now know infrared heals the brain. So these people are out there doing Tai Chi or yoga. And when I studied with Yogi Bhajan for about five years, you had to go to meditation at 3.30 in the morning. And I loved it. After you did it for a while, you, you would wake up at three o'clock and go down and do the yoga. You didn't have an issue because you knew the payoff, you know, the energy you would get from that experience. And you'd see the sunrise at the end of the meditation. It was just incredible. So the, the sun is really important. Also, just to, for the listeners to understand, if you don't get to bed between 10 and two o'clock at night, your brain doesn't get the signal to make enough melatonin. So the sun gives them that signal. Every day at two o'clock, your body temperature drops two degrees. So what do Americans do is they go get a coffee, tea, or chocolate. But what it's it's really telling us to do, because these bodies were designed more for the Serengeti, right? We're supposed to be out there running with the zebras and the gazelles. And when the lion's sleeping in the middle of the day, we should be taking our naps. You know, these bodies haven't really evolved as much as our brain has and as much as our lifestyle has. I feel like in Europe, they still do that. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really important. I still yeah. do that. Yeah. In here, they, they all 
Patrick's doing his nap, you know, they, but I'm doing a brain tap session, but they, they call it a nap. The, and we know that it increases your energy by 80% because our body's designed to do those things. So also within, with running where it's, where there's vegetation and things like that, or just exercising or being out in there in Japan, they call it forest bathing. And there's been a lot of studies that show when you're out in nature, not only the grounding effect where you get the right. earth's grounding energies and all that, but you also get, um, because of the trees are giving off biophotons, everything is giving off biophotons. It's not synthetic. It's not a cement building. It's not a, in, it's not a incandescent light. Your body's absorbing that energy and it's easier for the body to process that. We're designed to be outside 18 hours a day. So very few people do that. You know, it used to be, oh, no, I got to go in the cave. All right, I'll go in and go to bed. Now it's like I'm going to go into my cave, turn on my television and watch television all night long. And, and you know, there's no stopping it. And that's that's all mostly bad light, you know, unless you have something, um, you know, you're wearing your blue light blockers and things right. like that at night. So your brain can get the, the, the light it needs. The brain tap headsets do this. They bring this kind of experience into your home so you can start to train your brain. Talk to me about some of the programs that you offer as part of your content with BrainTap. Well, the first thing is we do have sessions we call digital coffee. So we, we need to wake that brain up in the morning. And this is a brainwave called SMR, sensory motor rhythm. A lot of people think balance comes from exercise and it does to some degree, but it really comes from the brain. If we don't have this SMR brainwave, we'll, we won't have balance. And it's the one that gets compromised if we had a little bit to drink. So if we, uh, if we had you know, more than two glasses of wine, let's say, or a couple of beers, that brainwave is going to diminish. So we're not going to have our balance. So we have those in the morning that wake you up. And that's also the one that people with cognitive decline need. So as we get older, you know, I usually say as we get better looking and more intelligent with age since, uh, since I'm getting up there, more intelligent with each. Yes. Yeah, we, I caught that. To, yeah. So, so we need to get, we need to get that. We need to get that energy. We need to get the brain working on those levels. Yeah. So now in the middle of the day, most of our sessions, by the way, 90% of all the sessions on BrainTap deal with theta because two thirds of the American population. And now I've heard it's the world. Two thirds are not sleeping well. One third have chronic insomnia. So that means if you look to your right and left and it's not you, it's, both of them maybe, or, or at least one of them are having trouble sleeping. And that's because their brain is not able to shut down. So we have sessions at night that work to guide you from being awake, taking you into deep sleep. They drop you off in Delta. Now, once you've trained with that, your brain will again re return back to its normal function because innate intelligence will take over and, and do right. that for you. And then we have uh, <clears throat> the ones in the middle of the day that have theta. That's the ones we have 90% of. That's because you need theta, the gamma, the GABA to go to sleep. If you don't have enough GABA in your system, you won't make the transition from being awake to sleep. So the more you're in that theta brainwave, the more your gut makes GABA and the better you sleep. So there's a, there's a tie-in to the amount of GABA circulating in someone's system. That's why it's one of the, they're trying to synthesize it, right? Because every they want to make a drug out of everything. But the reality is that your body only likes the real deal. Yeah. You know, we can take the synthetic for a while or we can take a bioidentical, I guess would be the way to say it. And you can get some result, but when you have a, let's say you have a great meditation and you dipped into theta for a little bit, you're dumping twenty, thirty thousand $30,000 worth of GABA into your system. You can't, you could never afford what your brain can produce, right. you know? So we can take a little bit, but it's never going to be as good as what our body can do on its own. So what are some of the other programs that you offer? Who should be using BrainTap right now Well, besides me? Number one, <laughs> yeah, anyone who is feeling stressed that doesn't have a practice that really resets their nervous system. And by the way, we've, we've measured so many different people who think that they're meditating correctly. And usually they're stressing out their brain because they don't know how to turn it off. And what happens is they take that negative cycle and they just do it while they're meditating. It's not a, it's not a positive. So I think that if you want to lose weight, what we find is that it's a mindset. It's usually not exactly what you're eating. It could be part of it, but it's really what's eating you. You know, what's the, what's the physiology? If you can change your brain state, when we were featured in People Magazine a number of years ago in 2006, we had sent them hundreds of people that had lost half their weight and kept it off for more than five years with, with the brain tap system. So this is something that once you change your mindset, you know, right. if you think of yourself as an overweight person, then you're going to be overweight. 
But if you think about yourself as someone who is eating healthy and being physically fit, it's a, it's a reframe. So we're going to reframe that. If you're, if you're a smoker, we have a very successful stop smoking program. Most of our doctors use our pain program. We have programs for that, but we have over 43 different genres, if you will. There's a good chance if something's going on with you that we have a session for it. Um, for instance, even like Dr. Joffrey's book, Get Off Your Sugar, we created a whole bundle around all the sessions I have to get people off sugar. Yeah, because it's a big deal. It's not just about weight loss, though. It's about health. So we we tell we tell people don't worry about your weight. If you're if you're thinking healthy, working out healthy, you know, doing all the healthy things, then that health will lead you to the healthy body that you want. Uh, but usually, our biggest use on BrainTap, if I was looking at the biggest use, it's yeah. three things. Number one, it's insomnia. People coming because they want to sleep better. And we have a our last study that we just did with BioStrap. Uh, which is a company uh, that we worked with. We did a challenge with their company and our company, and <clears throat> we showed an 80% improvement in sleep scores. Now they made our staff stop brain tapping for two weeks, which was kind of painful. So they'd have a washout period and they were not sleeping well after about a week. For a week, they were doing, they were doing just fine. But then because they weren't offloading that stress during the day, yeah. <laughs> you know, they weren't sleeping as well. Number two is stress reduction just for stress reduction itself. And number three, one of our biggest ones is the ones we'd use for children. It seems like the whoever owns the headsets, they have children and they use it. We have a series for autistic children. We also have a series just for uh, the normal population to help them with their focus and concentration. But, but we have sessions, we even have sessions like mind over menopause for people going through menopausal. We have, we have sessions like stress-free childbirth. We've had people go through childbirth without any pain. You know, that's not what we're, advertising, but it happens because once you learn to de-stress and breathe, pain's optional. You know, I went through painless surgery myself on my shoulder where they took a piece of my collarbone, put it over here, the screw through it and help. They don't do that surgery anymore, but it's called a bone block. And I did it all with my dad just talking to me. You know, it wasn't done through any, any medication because I was allergic to the medication at the time that they were going to use. So I had to do it that way. So our, what our brain can do is incredible. And most people will find that they just want to upregulate their, their performance. So we even right. have, like, we, we have a, we have a high performance program I did with Julia Arndt, who did a study with some high performers at Google. And she gets really good results. Her program is really good, but we got 19% more improvement when they use brain tap along with their high performance program. So it's, it's kind of like, um, if you can take information or education and do it. And that's, that's what I do at quantum university too, where I'm the Dean of brain-based uh, medicine is we took the college courses and I made the notes into brain tap sessions because when you're in that state, you have hypernesia or super memory. So your memory is going to improve on all factors just by doing the practice of a brain tap, because we're, we're giving more energy to the brain and then the brain has the ability or capacity to do more work. So whichever program you use, it's just a step in a good direction. Mm -hmm. Since we're talking about the brain and how powerful it is, the brain is so powerful that it can just shut your entire body down, which I've learned from personal experience of passing out in certain situations. And I know a lot of athletes, I have heard when their core temperature gets too high, their brain shuts their body down and they also pass out. What's going on here? What is this called or what's happening in our brains? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if let's say they're running hot, but they're running in a high beta, beta state, yeah, their brain cannot cool down. The secret is not any one of these states. It's having a balanced brainwave. Like for exercise, we should have between a 45 and 50% beta and about 30 to 35% alpha. If we don't have that, it's, our brain's not going to regulate right. We're going to overheat if we have too much beta. Because if you think about it, if, if you've ever, you know, had like a crying fit, then afterwards you're so tired. Mm -hmm. It's because that takes a lot of energy to do those things. And that's because it's a beta, it's a beta program. Now, things we do in alpha, like when you're in the zone and you're doing things you love or with, around people you love and care about, time flies, right? right. That's because alpha, there's no time. So if, if they could, if we could train them to have more alpha, I'm sure that they would not overheat as much because the body would be regulating. The, the autonomic nervous system is regulated on three different pathways. Okay. Number one, of course, is called the sympathetic system. That's the fight or flight. 
what's happening with them is that's getting locked in. It's going out of control. If we can downregulate it with some parasympathetics, now they don't have so much cortisol. You know what happens to a salmon after it lays its eggs, right? Two hours later, it's dead. So, you know, it's, it has its goal. It's going full bore. And then as soon as it does it, you know, and that's what happens to people. They, they train too hard. Right. Usually it's, it's not uh, like if you went to um, the, there's a group in uh, a professional soccer team in Kansas City called Sporting Kansas City. They put in a 20 station brain tap room because they found that they got 40% faster recovery rate when the people did these uh, compression boots and brain tap after every practice. So they have it set up where the athletes go in, they do their brain tap session and they get the bad blood out of their system. And I think that's one of the ways they're regulating that same issue. So this is really great for athletes. Yeah, yeah we, we did a program here just recently with Seminole College. They, had, they were um, two-time national champions in golf. And of course, their star athletes left. So like going, what am I gonna do? How are we gonna do this? So we did a project with them teaching them brain tap. Well, they were national champions again. Then we we went with the Swiss Performance Institute. They were working with Northeastern women's hockey. They had never been to the finals in the NCAA. So we did a brain tap program with them. And we did the study through the finals. They made it to the finals. They made it all the way to the championship, but lost in overtime. Uh, but they'd never made it before. And we were because they were during the COVID year, of course, they, they weren't able to do the normal things you would do if you're going to the NCAA championship. There was right. no celebrating. You were, it was almost like you were in prison. You got out to play hockey. And so we wanted to show how can we improve brain function? Because that's being inside, as you mentioned it earlier, is one of the worst things for our body. Right. You know, just like they say, sitting is the new smoking. You know, we need to move and breathe. That's what our body's designed to do, not sit in uh you know, pretend we're moving like playing computer games. Right. If you ever saw a brain on computer games, which we're doing some work with some companies with uh, EA, EAS Sports, yes, because they have professional athletes that do yes. these games. Esports, and, yeah, yeah, and their their brains are a wreck after four hours of playing it. So they need recovery even even more than the physical athletes because they're just sitting there and all their, their nervous system thinks they're doing all those things because it doesn't know the difference between real or imagined. So there's nowhere for all that energy to go. At least if you're an athlete and you're out there running or playing your sport, you're using that energy. Yeah. Theirs is just kind of stockpiling. And when you have too much energy, the body has a, its defense mechanism is number one to shut down, you know, just like you're talking about. Number two is that it will store it as fat. So, you know, your, your body takes those toxins and says, I'm going to protect you. Let me build a little fat here. And the problem is it puts it everywhere. We don't want it. Right. Right. Adipose tissue or butts, buttocks and back of arms and things like that. So if we could direct where it goes, I think people would be more inclined to like the fat, <laughs> but they don't. You are noticing that more people are using this with their kids. Yes. Has that happened during COVID or was it before? Well, I think it accelerated during COVID. We had, I mean, it, it's an unfortunate reason to be successful. We had a very good year because of it, because I think, number one, I was on the news a lot. We did about 140 different news outlets. And I, and I think that there's, um, I think that people understand that you either have to take control of your stress or it controls you. So this is an easy way to do it. And kids love it. I mean, if you look on Instagram or Facebook, there's mothers and fathers are just posting all the time. Their kids going, I want to do brain tap. You know, I want to, you know, and because we, our brain loves patterns and we, we all like to feel good. And even the youngest kids have stress. Yeah. I mean, we just handle it differently. And now, I mean, we really need to work on how they look at other people because what are, they're saying now that some children are not going to know how to read facial expressions because they, during that crucial time of learning with the brain, they weren't able to say facial expressions because people right. were wearing math, yeah. you know, so what, how's that going to affect people? And I think that, um, I think just mainly um, what happens is when the parents are doing it and the children see the parents, we, we did an, uh, we did an experiment with a group called mothers against uh, it's a group of mothers that have. Yeah. It's a, it's a group that, and um, they're really against the diagnosis because most of the time when you get autism, they want to put you on pills. They want to tell you, there's nothing you can do. You got a life sentence. Well, there's a lot you can do. And there's a pretty good chance that you can heal that brain. You know, I'm not totally with brain tap, you know, take some other things too, but 
we can get some results there. Instead of the medical community is just so fast to say, that's it. You can't do anything about it. Just like dementia. You can't do anything about dementia. Well, we're proving, and we'll prove it out with our bigger study, that you can change the brain at any age. The same is true with that that uh, younger brain. And people aren't being trained right. I mean, in school, we're not no longer learning critical thinking, which means how to make decisions. We're learning to memorize, regurgitate, and take a test. Right. And that's a totally different skill set than thinking. So we, we want people to be thinkers, right? We want problem solvers. They're the ones that are the most beneficial to our communities, you know, people that see a problem and solve it. And I think that when they see their parents solving their stress problem, like what happened in this, this mother's group, we told them, don't have your children listen. Yeah. You listen, let them see you doing it. Yeah. Every one of their kids did it. Now, the reason we did that is we had a group that we tried to get them to use it with their kids that were autistic and they wouldn't do it. The kids thought it was a punishment, but as soon as the parents were doing it, now they go, Hey, you're doing it. I want to do it. So, you know, we, well, we that's can be a classic really like example. psychology 101, right? I could definitely see a kid wanting to use them. And then once they put them on, I mean, it's such an incredible experience. Yeah, it's, it's working really well for us. So we're, we, and the parents, I mean, this is a device um, besides somebody like you interviewing me about it. People wouldn't learn about it unless they knew somebody else that right. was doing it or they went to their doctor. So part of our goal is to get it out there to the world because if, if we're really going to better a billion brains, which is our mission, we, we need help. I mean, we're not going to do it just from people coming through the clinics, although we really appreciate our doctors, you know, having people try it and use it. And so people can get it on your website. You're also the author of several books. One of your books, which really caught my attention was how to navigate your overloaded lifestyle. So maybe tell me a little bit about that book and give me a couple tips and advice because I think we're all overloaded despite the fact that we have been working from home. I think people have been working from home, working way more hours than they would ever work. And really the boundaries have been blurred. That's a book that talks about how technology, we can use it to work with us or we can use it to work against us. So part of the Thrive and Overdrive is to find your peak performance times during the day. And that's when you do your biggest boulders, let's say, what it needs to really be done. You know, a lot of people get all their, in the morning, they get all their little things done. And then when the afternoon comes, they're, they're trying to tackle the big job and now their brain is fried. Right. So it's really important to find out if you're now, if your afternoon is your peak time to get things done, then you switch that up. But most people, it's the morning. So you find that out. And then when you get stressed, when you start to feel tired, then first step is always to grab a glass of water because most people are dehydrated. They're running around. They don't have enough hydration. Um, Some people will say an ounce for every pound in the body. um, But at the very least, uh, half your body's weight in ounces of water. So when you think about if you weigh, yeah, if you weigh 200 pounds, you'd go hundred ounces of water that day. So, you know, so every pound is an ounce. Okay. Now, so that's like, um, you know, when they say eight glasses of water, that's, you know, 16 ounces, that'd be a lot more, that'd be like 132 ounces. Right. So, you know, but if, if we want to have good, proper health, the other is never put your electronics in your bedroom. Um, we did a scan with people who were doing the brain tap session. We put their phone 20 feet away. It was on stun. They couldn't hear anything. But still, every time they got a notification, their brain at the limbic level had a response. Wow. So there was some kind of quantum entanglement with them and their phone. Now, when you talk about the vagal, the polyvagal yes. system and, and all of that, the uh, actually it's actually being broadcast at 187 to 194 frequency to get your nervous system to turn off the sympathetic and turn on parasympathetic. So by doing that, you can actually trigger the vagus nerve, which is your the main uh, nerve throughout the body. If your vagus nerve isn't regulating, then you won't have that good heart rate variability that you need. So we, again, that's part, that's part of the down regulating. And it also works to, uh, we actually have, programs for this, but uh, when they work with their doctors to release their primitive reflexes. A lot of people, we have these reflexes in our body that should be turned off, but some people, because if they were born cesarean, they didn't go through the birth challenges. So these these uh, 
primitive reflexes need to be turned off by a professional like a chiropractor or a neurological doctor. Somebody, be, because they, it could be like the startle response, for instance. If, if it's somebody, when they're driving in the passenger seat, they're always going, oh, you know, they're always just so scared. That's usually a sign that their primitive reflexes are turned on instead of turned off. Interesting. Um, so there's a lot of different things like that, but the, the, the main thing is that the, we actually use a polyvagal stimulator that we have that's um, ResMed, I think is the name of it. it. It vibrates and people will use it while they're doing brain tap. I put it right here on their chest and it works because vibration. We also have vibrating mats that people use to trigger that. Vibration is really good for the body. and uh, That's why they have like mini trampolines are really good or yeah. uh, these whole body vibrations to get the, get that system working. Interesting. Are there any more innovations you're planning to come out with or are currently testing beyond what you kind of touched upon that you think would be interesting for people to start dialing into as we move into the second half of 2021 and 2022? Right. We're, we're really experimenting a lot with sleep and how we can use light and sound to keep people in the sleep cycle. If you don't, if you don't reach level four sleep, which is the deep delta sleep, mm -hmm. then your brain never detoxes. In 2016, the May issue of American Scientific, they actually had a whole story about the plumbing system of the brain, and they now call it the glia lymphomic system. So it's kind of like the lymphatic system of the body. Now, it's always been there, but the medical community found it in 2016. So the, uh, um, you know, so now it's big news. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so in the, in the process of, in the process of doing this, we, you know, we have this blood brain barrier, right? To get nutrition into the brain. Well, we also have this, this lymphatic system that blocks toxins from leaving the brain. So only during these levels. Now, if it doesn't happen, then we get leaky brain, just like you've probably leaky, heard leaky people gut. talk yeah. about leaky gut. We now know that whatever is happening in the gut is happening in the brain because we now know there's a brain biome, just like there's a gut biome. And sleep has a lot to do with regulating that, that brain biome. And is so it, that's, that's, can, can you start at any time? Like, is it ever too late to, to work on your brain biome? Oh, no. We actually did a brain scan with a 102-year-old that within one session actually started to regulate 20% better. And based on our research that was published by NIH last May, we showed that whatever you get in your first session of brain tap, if you brain tap at minimum three times a week, that will become your new baseline. So we can measure the nervous system in the clinics. We can have them do a session and we see what the improvement is. And usually it's a 38% improvement on average, but that can be their baseline, like how they function on an everyday basis, just rolling out of bed within 30 to 60, uh, within four weeks to six weeks. Wow. Usually. That's incredible. Three times a week. Yep. Now, if you do great. it every day, it's going to be faster. But but like our study with the dementia patients, they did it every day, three times a day. So the, if you the, if you have an issue, then you you work a little bit harder to get the brain back or or relax a little bit more. It's not really work. You just press play, take yeah. a nap. But <laughs> but it's going to be doing a lot of neurological activity. Just listening to you, I feel like you're going to be opening up boutique mental fitness studios. <laughs> Yeah, we, we'd love to talk to people who are interested. We we have one going in in uh, Venice Beach. They're putting one in on Venice Beach that's a biohacking facility. We're in a lot of different biohacking facilities, but they're doing it more as a brain-based center. So, yeah. you know, people can hang out there and I guess then go out to the beach, which is pretty cool too. It's a little different than traditional meditation and traditional meditation apps. It's the next level or yeah, exactly. I, uh, most people, unfortunately, back when we first started in the 80s, less than 5% of the people meditated. Right. It's still only about 10%. Right. I mean, it's crazy. Everybody should be doing some form of meditation, but the problem is it's too hard for people. Yeah. You know, they or they their monkey mind doesn't slow down. So that's the people we're looking for to help. And think of it, they don't have to even think of it as meditation. Just think of it as brain fitness. I'm exercising my brain so I make better decisions. I treat my family better, treat myself better. You know, when you're not feeling good, you don't treat yourself well, you don't treat other people well. You know, it's basically for self-preservation. I started doing this, you know, right. so that people would want to be around me. Because if I get angry or upset, nobody wants to be around me. I'd rather be, uh, I tell my wife that there's two ways to enlightenment. You can laugh your way or cry your way. And I'd prefer to laugh. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. we, we want to keep that going. I mean, it's the parade of horribles and neg negative self-talk, right? Yes. So yeah. that's a good way to avoid it. In your opinion, what do you think is the next big thing in wellness technology? 
Well, I think light is becoming more and more prevalent in, in how we program light. Because now that we're learning that the cellular makeup of our body changes because of biophotons, once they unlock the real code to our genes and we can turn on the healing frequencies of our body, I mean, we could have had all this G5 that everybody's so scared of. They could be broadcasting Noje and Sophie frequencies. We could be being bathed in healing frequencies right now. But the greed and the reason, they, they didn't look into it. Right. We don't have to be getting these negative frequencies because we're being bombarded by our sun with an infinite number of frequencies pretty much. But we that's why we get burned if we're out in the sun. So I think frequency medicine, light, sound, and vibration, I think we're we're going to, we're only like Star Trek when they lay in the bed and they have the yeah. little thing. To go, I think something like that is really within the realm of possibility. They're, they're using it for wound care, for healing things that in the past they thought couldn't be healed. They, they now know we can get light into the brain and we can heal it. I think that, uh, and I, I think that what's going away is the cutting, the burning, the, you know, the torturing of people to try to get them well. I mean, the, our old school medicine is not a healthcare system. It's a, it's a great system. If you're injured, I wouldn't want right. to be anywhere else in the world than America because I've been sick in other countries. <laughs> and yeah. It's not, it's not a good experience, but, but still those are, those are like the backup system. We need to have, I think people are turning more to wellness. People are this, these last three years, actually three years in a row, people have spent more money on wellness care than on sick care. And I think that trend's going to keep going. Are these programs or this education that we all have, you know, as people that are investigators and biohackers, is this being incorporated into medical school curriculum now or no? There are some colleges like Quantum University and some other natural medicine universities right, that are doing it. Yeah. But just like your book there that says eat to beat disease. I mean, I think people are starting and what's going to happen is when the insurance companies go bankrupt, right. which they are. Because they can't keep up with the disease that's happening out there. I've talked to, actually in the last week, I've talked to two different HMOs that are putting together wellness practitioner groups because they know that prevention is much less money than it is to treat the illness. And there's a lot of companies out there that are self-insured. So what's going to happen is when people start voting with their checkbook, right. you're going to see wellness care coming to the foreground because when somebody's sick, I mean, unfortunately, in America today, 90% of wealth is lost in the last two weeks of life. Right. That is a terrible fact. Why are they doing all that at the end of life? When, I mean, I'm, I'm all against trying to save somebody, right. but I hope my wife isn't that stupid. She should just unplug the thing, kick it out. You know, if, if I'm laying there and, and going to be passing out, I know that there's a creator and a you know, a much better place for me, or at least as good, you know, that, that yeah. I can go to, because I believe we make our own heaven here on earth. We don't have to wait, you know, you can be happy if you choose. Right. So in the, in the process of doing that, but I think that what's going to happen is because people like yourself and like Dave Asprey and these people that are, these are people that are spending their own money, their own time, their own energy. They're documenting it with their science, yeah. you know, with, with blood work, with, with different science is proving out that what you're teaching and what you're preaching, that is the reality that needs to be moved to. And I think that there's going to be a great number of people that keep moving there yeah. because it's results. Yeah. I mean, results. I mean, when somebody right now you get diabetes, what do they tell you? Oh, we got a customer for life. But there are people that have been trained. They train their bodies, especially type two diabetes. They can manage it with diet and exercise and lifestyle. You know, that's just one simple example. Yeah. You know? No, I mean, yeah. it's it's true. I mean, I just, I'm just curious because I always, I just always think, why is my doctor who's like 30, why is she still saying the same things? Didn't she learn something in the last 20 years? You know, I just, and I'm, and that's like a negative thing, but I don't mean to be negative because there's some really, really amazing functional practitioners out there, but they're functional and they have to get the education after the medical school. Yeah, the downfall of our medical industry was when pharmaceuticals became the cure-all. Now they don't treat anybody. What they do is they diagnose and prescribe right. or cut and burn them. Yeah. You know, those doctors you're talking about and those the doctors that are progressive, right, that are doing functional medicine, that do the testing, say, okay, I'm only going to turn, those are the people that I'm going to encourage everybody listening to go to. Yeah. Because if your doctor is yeah. saying the same thing, like I have a doctor I have to go to for their insurance, you know, for every year. Yeah. And I don't even see him about once a year. And he's like, okay, you're doing good. You know, yeah. you're, and that's it. 
but I wouldn't go to him if I was sick. I have another doctor I go to, right. you know, that, that actually will give me healing advice, not put me on a prescription or, you know, look what happened when, when, when something there's got, there's always a solution. Yeah. There's always something you can do to improve either your condition or your state of mind about it. Yeah. You know, you might not be able to, you know, some people are just, you can't do anything. They just have to deal with their illness, but there's a lot of things you can, they can be done. And I think the medical community is way too fast to say, like, even with my, in my world, dementia, for example, yeah. we see people, well, go, go put your affairs in order, get ready to go into a home. There's nothing we can do. Well, I can tell you right now, we've seen so many people that once they start getting light into their brain and start getting blood flow circulation into their, their brain again, it starts working because that's what the brain was missing. You know, that amyloid plaque built up and maybe a traumatic injury, maybe something happened to them. And, but we can heal at any age and we can, we can heal anything, I believe, but it's not from an outside source. It's from an inside. This has been awesome. I am so grateful for, to have you on the podcast. Thanks again for tuning in to Marnie on the Move. If you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. Follow us on social at Marnie on the Move for Facebook and Instagram and Marnie Salop on Twitter. Head over to our website, MarnieOnTheMove.com for more info on this episode, links in the show notes, and of course, sign up for our quarterly newsletter, The Download, to get updates, deals, giveaways, and information on future events for 2019. I want to hear from you. Email me, MarnieOnTheMove1 at gmail.com, and let me know what you're enjoying, what you want to hear more of, if you have questions for our guests, just reach out. 